This is Dolio, an original thriller fiction podcast, presented in serialized format, one chapter at a time, written by Jared Canton, narrated by Joshua Canton, a Steady Chaos production, all rights reserved, 2019, prologue. The most shocking element of the scene before her was not the thick pool of blood puddled beneath her newly adopted son, nor was it the fact that the handle of her fabric scissors protruded from his abdomen. It was the tranquility painted upon his face. It was the blood on his hands and the blood on the wall that carefully crafted the first three letters of his name. R. Y. D. It was his indescribable calmness. He grinned. She panicked. Ryder! Lee exclaimed as she collapsed into the sticky pool of blood. The bottom of her bathrobe dragged in the thick fluid, floundering like an overwhelmed mop head. She dared not touch him out of fear that his calmness would turn into panic, that he'd further aggravate his wound, or worse, fade away. Ryder pointed to the wall. Ryder, he said with pride, gesturing to the first three letters of his name. As his arm rose aloft, the scissor handle quivered, and Lee felt a knot ascend into her throat. He wasn't crying. Why wasn't he crying? Dexterity betrayed her as her index finger jabbed at the glowing digits on the cordless phone. 911, what is your emergency? A monotone voice bellowed through the earpiece. My son! Oh, oh my god, my son stabbed himself! She cried, her words fragmented by short bursts of breath. The words my son still felt foreign, almost surreal. Ma'am, stay calm. What's the address so we can get a crow to you as soon as possible? Uh, um, Lee's mind blanked. We just moved here. She ran to the kitchen counter. Her trembling hands tore through piles of paperwork seeking the U.S. Post Office change of address form she had completed earlier that day. She fought for balance as her tennis shoes stamped a trail of bloody footprints across the kitchen's yellow linoleum floor. Her left foot lost traction, and her leg shot outward, slamming into the oak shelving below the countertops. Damn it! She cried in frustration and pain. They had wanted children, and finally, an adopted son. And not thirty-six hours after taking him into their home, he's wading in a pool of his own blood on her floor. How could she let this happen? Could she even be a mother? Did God make her this way, incapable of natural motherhood, because he knew she wasn't fit? Are you there? Uh Uh-huh, Lee cried in a high-pitched whine. Remain calm, ma'am. Everything will be fine. What's your name? Uh, Lee Dolio. Her hand sifted hurriedly through the envelopes on the countertop while her ear pinched the phone to her shoulder. I found it. Go ahead. Uh, 180 Newton Street, uh, Danvers. Please hurry. There's so much blood, and he's so little. Help is on the way. Uh, Ma'am, can you answer a few questions? I need some information from you. Uh, Yeah, sure. I can. Lee rushed back to Ryder's side and slid onto her knees. The blood methodically enveloped her, surrounding her crouched body like a crimson moat. Ryder's face had fallen pale. His eyelids drooped heavily, but he still hadn't cried. Not a whimper, just a far-off stare. She wanted to fall under him, be his foundation, but she didn't dare. Her hand fell gently on his knee opposite the wound. Ryder slumped his head back so he could peer up at her from beneath sagging eyelids. He smiled. Although baffling, it was a smile that melted away all doubts. 
If motherhood was love, then a mother she was intended to be. Ryder was perfect, and he looked at her with the passion she always dreamed her child would, as if she were the only person of consequence in the world. Even as he now sat, bleeding, life pouring from his veins, he delivered that look and all that it carried. How old is your son, ma'am? Uh, four. Lee cupped Ryder's head to keep it from falling to the side. Ryder! Ryder! She repeated. He didn't respond. Is anyone there with you, ma'am? Uh, no, uh, my husband works late. It's just us. Please, please help us. We adopted... Uh, just brought him home yesterday. I'm an awful mother. Saying the words aloud made them no less true and made them cut even more deeply. Ma'am, is your son conscious? Uh, barely. He he's bleeding so much. Her voice trailed off into a high-pitched sob. What did he stab himself with? Scissors. Where? His stomach. Left side. What does your house look like, ma'am? Uh, there's blood. It's just so much. No, the outside, I mean. They're almost there. It it's a red cape. Any cars in the driveway? Uh, one. Blue Civic. When the paramedics arrive, do they have permission to enter? <laughs> of course, Lee said as the front door exploded inward. Two men in a stretcher stormed through her living room. Please, ma'am, the first man said, ushering her to the side with two hands on her shoulders. Does he have any medical conditions, allergies, hemophilia? Uh, no, I don't think so, no. She recalled the charts at the adoption agency. The agency had labeled Ryder curiously healthy. The man leaned forward, the fingers on his left hand carved into the boy's neck seeking a pulse. It's faint, he announced. Lee watched as the other man rummaged through a kit overflowing with various tubes, tapes, masks, and wires. He found what he was looking for and swiftly cut Ryder's shirt off, carefully maneuvering around the wound without impacting it. Let's move, the man with the kit said. The men secured Ryder's diminutive body to the stretcher. Before they could wheel him out of the kitchen, the man holding the kit turned back. Ma'am, are you coming in the ambulance? She said nothing. Her eyes fixated on the blood, which at this point had spread or stamped its way into every part of the kitchen and adjoining living room. What would the adoption agency say if Ryder died? What would everyone say? If he lived, would they take him from her? She had waited so long just to lose him this quickly. Ma'am, we have to go. The voice floated around her. She raised her eyes to its source. With her bloodied right hand, she pushed bangs from the front of her face, dragging a thin layer of blood across her forehead and up into her hair. She stood, unsteady, and buckled before two strong arms caught her. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed Dolio, please come back for future episodes arriving at regular intervals, and subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast application. If you enjoyed this production, please visit the Steady Chaos Productions YouTube page and subscribe for more content from our production team.